always know I'm good regardless Cause you good regardless Always growing like a harvest, yeah, you good regardless Yeah, just know you marvelous And remember that you good regardless That was Good Regardless by B Merch And you're listening to Yuppie Noir A podcast by black young urban professionals And we back This is episode 3 of the Yuppie Noir podcast Joined by Kyler B Merch, Brandon that gang shit. Nah, let me stop. Nah, do I? What up, what up? We <laughs> out here, though. We out here, though. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Everything's good, man. Just getting back into the swing. Happy to be here. Talking with the bros. That's good, man. It's a nice day out. Yeah. Beautiful. Weather's starting to break. Hopefully, it can be consistent now because, you know, Saturday and Friday was beautiful, and then we went back to cold. It was like a monsoon out there on Monday, but... Yeah. Quick question. Like, why would you do Saturday and Friday instead of Friday and, and Saturday? The, that's the way I said it. I thought, right, I feel you. I feel you. I feel He's you. an innovator. I say what I say. Mm-hmm. I heard. But what up, though? What we got today? Yeah, what's that hot topic we're about to get into? So, you know, first off, we're going to jump into Beyonce's performance at Coachella. She did, She was doing a thing. You know, I will say I would let these guys take the reins at this point, you know, because I didn't really get to watch it too much. But, you know, what y'all thoughts on it? What kind of impact does it have on her career or just, you know, the overall thought of Beyonce? Just from my perspective, I think it just elevated her to another plateau. I think people that weren't even the biggest fans of Beyonce, if you got the chance to even see certain snippets of the performance, like I know a lot of people saw it on Twitter and Instagram. Right, right. Um, I was watching on YouTube, but I was just like the attention to detail and, you know, Beyonce really just showed that she's a perfectionist. There was no stone left unturned. Um, I, I was just in awe, to be honest, and, and just the her, she was legit dancing for two straight hours. Yeah. Great breath control was was didn't look winded or tired. Hove got up there for like two seconds and he out of breath. Like she made everybody else look lazy, in my opinion. So I think this elevates her into another stratosphere in terms of being the, uh, in my opinion, probably the greatest performer of all time. Yeah, I gotta add to that. Um, she was already solidified and lamented, but uh, this kind of just made it like, look, it's nothing else y'all can say. Like she got it, and I like the kind of the topic that she went along with it by representing black culture in general, representing like the HBCUs, adding a little stepping aspect into it, you know, band aspect, bringing back the Destiny Child group. Michelle still got a little work to do. <laughs> you know. At least she ain't fall this she time. Ain't fall. Step up, right? You know, you know, they had this meme where Michelle was pop locking and and it looked like um, the girl from um Bob's Burger. Oh yo, my gosh. If you have evidence here yet, please look this up. Is that what you retweeted? I saw yo, I saw yes. it. Hysterical. Yes. yes. I peeped that yo, meme. I didn't know who that all was. All back. <laughs> all back. But again, nah, I shout out to Michelle. She could really sing as well. And, um, Don't try and clean it up now. Yeah. Like, you go no, bash her, bash her. Yeah, take your shots. <laughs> but no, no, I'm just saying, though. And even to piggyback off of the um, HBCU point, just I love that Beyonce is unapologetically black, and she's not, even with that venue being a primarily white space in, in Coachella, she was like, you know, I'm not even going to try and appeal to the masses or sort of dumb down my performance. I'm going to bring it to y'all, the thing that I'm passionate about and the things that I really... um. I want to bring light to. And she even did that with her halftime performance yeah. with paying homage to the Black Panther. So she's never been afraid to speak to the things that she's passionate about, about the black culture. And I think it paid dividends because I think it brought like it being on YouTube. That's so widely Absolutely. spread instead of just black people tuning in. 
I think black people and people of all cultures were able to really witness her greatness. Yeah, and then I even saw, shout out to the Beehives and these girls that be, and people in general, fans that just ride for Beyonce. Like, they, they was, oh my gosh, they had Beyonce trending like four or five different slots on Twitter, like just all tweeting about it. So, uh, you know, and then today I saw something where this guy really did a whole rendition, like a side-by-side video footage of him copying, like doing the whole choreography of oh, Beyonce. Shout outs to the, you know, yeah, I be doing you know, them, man. Yeah. It's only meant for some people, man. Yeah, but, you know. but, but I mean, yeah. I, I, the fandom, the fandom is definitely there. I respect, yeah. I respect that. I just yeah. want to end off though. Me and Kyle we, and Brand we was having a side conversation before, like using your platform to really, you know, advocate for something or express through music performance. So I'm glad she's doing that and bringing it to the masses, you know, like she always done. So I'm just glad now that you know people's more talking about it now. So shout out to her. Yeah, of course, you know, that's important, especially for uh, our cultures. It's just, you know, any, any way, shape, or form, use that. You know, you see it with LeBron, he's doing it, for example, on the basketball stage. She's doing it for music. Um, you got, you know, Kendrick that's really doing it for the, you know, representing for the males, for sure, on the hip-hop side of things. So, uh, looking forward to having more people do that. You know, like you said, maybe this will set a trend so now everybody can look at her, you know, as the leader that she really is. I feel like she's always been a leader, though, so... For sure. Let's move on to the next topic. So Kendrick won the uh, Pulitzer Prize, right? Correct. Um, that's definitely not a you know surprise that you would think you know normally you know a hip hop artist would really receive, but you know added that onto you know, the fact that you know, he's definitely one of our people. I think it definitely stands out uh, for him to win something very famous and very known like that. So, well, what do y'all think uh, about that? What, you know? what type of award is that? Maybe I'm ignorant so, to that. Can right. And, a little light? and I agree. When I first saw that news, I was like, well, because I always thought that the Pulitzer was for like journalism yes. and for photography. That's right. what I know Pulitzer Prize from right. being from. Right. So I was like, did he have a like a hand in like the cover art or like the artwork for the album or something like that? Something and like I, Anthony, I didn't yeah. even think it was like that crazy. But they, they do have a Pulitzer Prize for music. Mm. So he won for the musical category, but okay. typically that Pulitzer Prize goes to classical music or certain other operatic type of genres. So wow. even then, it's um, still the same thing. Like it's an outlier for somebody a hip hop to receive. Correct, that, right? and not even just an outlier. It's the first time that a hip hop okay. uh, artist or act has been awarded the Pulitzer Prize. There you go. Um, so it is definitely setting a, a precedent, and it, it and it just speaks to the times where last year I think it was either last year or this year that. Uh, hip-hop became the most popular genre of music over rock and roll. So it's just speaking to the times and what that sort of genre is doing. Mm. Oh. I've seen Kendrick definitely, just in his career, though, too. He's been getting invited to a lot of things performing-wise. You know, I know he, last year, I remember in particular, he did the NBA. I think it was like opening night or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's again, these sporting events, I feel like they mostly want to go neutral. Usually they don't want something, I guess, where world outside of us, you know, a lot of people really take hip hop and just apply it to, you know, African-Americans and that type of culture, you know, whatever they uh, appropriate that with. So I thought that I think that's another thing that kind of speaks to uh, the impact, like you said, hip hop's having. Um, just growing as all, not just at, within our community itself, but just uh, across I, the whole I world. I just think it's another notch for him to stun on his, his contemporaries and, and Drake and J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they can't say they got a Pulitzer. They might have got a Grammy, but it, ain't nobody got a Pulitzer. So. Got a Grammy. Yep. But what about you, Joy? Nah, I, I agree with all the same sentiments as Kyle on this one. As I can't even find a way to hate on this, man. This is mm -hmm. just a big accomplishment. And again, just keep breaking down barriers and going to the industry where it's not something that of culture to be, you know, if you're predominantly white, this is usually those type of awards. So 
keep breaking down those barriers, keep opening up different avenues for the new up and coming generation. You know, everything we do is for the next generation. So right. shout out to him. Yeah, exactly. I think that's uh, what we should, you know, I think that speaks to even beyond music, you know, we need to continue trying to establish different barriers. I think, you know, for us, for just as an example, when we all decided to go to school where we went to school at, we could have easily, you know, I think we were getting some influences to go to maybe some HBCUs to kind of get the culture and understand that. But I think, like, for example, that was a way we kind of just said, all right, we're going to go against it. I know for me personally, when I was in classes, sometimes I chose the classes where it wasn't always the people that I was, you know, around growing up sometimes. It was like the ones that was going to challenge me to do something different. Um, I think that's definitely something that Kendrick could definitely open up for everybody listening to. Shoot, I picked those classes the homies were in, man. <laughs> you walk to that first day of class, you see your boy. Ah, hey. <laughs> I had, only had a few of them. So my homies, if my homies wasn't in class with me, I mean, hey, bro, I'm trying to eat. You feel me? No, no offense to you. But now, so next thing we want to go to is the J. Cole album. He just announced his release. Actually, it's coming out on Friday. Um, you know, 420 for y'all. So that should be interesting to hear. I mean, me personally, this is going to be something that he going to have to hit on because last year, I don't know about y'all, I was one of those people, I was excited for it, added it in my library, right off rip. Two days in, I had to take it out of my library, mm. me personally. Nice. I had I had Deja Vu. Deja Vu was the only one I really listened to. So every time the song came up from the album on my uh, shuffle, it was like, uh... Yeah. So what y'all thoughts on that? You know, is, are you excited? Are you not? Are you just looking for it? Uh, status quo, I guess, J. Cole album. Man, I'm just excited for just music in general. You know, just hearing a name like a J. Cole stature, releasing music on the spot, 420 coming up this week. You said he was um, he was one of your people that you bumped to. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, like, 100%. Too, like, you saying last week. 100%. So, so uh, hopefully it's fire. I'm going to, you know, give my unbiased opinion. I think it's going to be fire, you know, already, but they came up with some snippets. Today, he just dropped the album cover artwork, which looks creative and innovative. It looks dope. Yeah, so, so, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, that first thing I like to just give my... Listen to it, play it all the way through a couple times, you know, and then really dissect it. But uh, again, he's dropping music. That's all I want, people to drop music, you know. Stop going on these hiatus unless it's for good reasons, which it all looks sound like it is. They got to get some influence, you know. Yeah, but my boy J. Cole better come with that fire. Yeah, what about Yo, the real is back. The veil is back. <laughs> Closed bananas. Peeled us back. Hey. We're going to see what this man got. I mean, everyone can't be... A home run out of the park. You know what I'm saying? I think it's really that trinity. And we really, back in the day, we used to have the conversation, was it Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas in terms of being the best rapper in the game? And I think the new and updated version of that is really uh, Cole, Kendrick, and, and Drake. Those two are sort of like the holy trinity of guys, and they keep elevating each other to a higher level. That's why I love seeing that competition. So whenever we say, oh, Kendrick just put out, you know, damn, and got a Pulitzer Prize, or Drake's been on, you know, Billboard for like three straight years in a row, or, or setting records like that, or had 12, you know, songs trending on Billboard at the same time, I think they're each just pushing each other to a higher level. So I, I feel like, you know, with, with what Drake and uh, Kendrick have been doing, I think Cole really sees those guys as his contemporaries, and he's right. really going to release some fire. And he wants that competition. He, he strikes me as somebody that has a competitive spirit. He used mm -hmm. to play ball in – he used to play at St. John's, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. like he used to play ball, so he got that sort of competitive streak and competitive bone in him. I'm just ready to hear him drop these bars. I like what I heard from him on that verse with um, Royce the 5'9". Yeah. So I, I think he's back on his bully, so I'm just looking forward to, to hearing some good 
good music. About to put the world on notice. Cold yeah. world. Yeah. Okay. Better bring a snuggie. You Nat King. I need I ain't the coolest nigga. I'm the new best thing. Talk to him. He always has some bars, man. He just, I think he definitely speaks further than, you know, whatever the present time is. Sometimes he definitely wants to dive a little deeper. That's what I always liked about him. So I'm hoping he can do that. But I feel like, like for me, Born Center, like on Born Center, he was speaking some truth. But some of the songs were like something you could bump to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, even on those songs that was more slowed down, it was like you could get with that. It wasn't, I feel like we sometimes are at like a one or the side or the other with like a Drake, for example, where like, you know, some of his songs are like too slowed down and you're like, eh, I'm not I'm okay with that. And then, you know, because he's not really talking about nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, J. Cole, he really talking about some real life situation that you can relate to. So... I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like I said, I hope he bounces back. I want, I want to hear some good music. You that's know, all I'm listening to all so, weekend. For sure. You're right. That's it. That's going to be the weekend's project. You got Drake droppings in June. We got Cole. It's just Wale releasing music. Okay. Bro. I, see, I see Wale trying okay, to get in the back cut. In there. You feel me? That's <laughs> all the dudes I listen to, man. So it's feeling good. Travis, I'm waiting for Travis to stop because he was BSing too. Dropping his. Um, he's supposed to drop his in a little bit too, but you know, we'll see about that. So you know how to be pushing it back. So last, you know, thing we're gonna talk about is the uh, controversy that happened uh, recently in Philadelphia. Uh, if y'all, I'm sure y'all heard about it. Is the Starbucks, you know, incident? You know, it was a couple of young, educated African Americans in the Starbucks. Just is that confirmed? It was educated? yeah. I don't know. No, if we the one can guy, speak to the, that. the one guy, okay. the one guy. No, the one guy was okay. actually a finance major in college. Okay, okay. okay. So, right. so, right, cool. so I just want to get that. I can't be can't just be throwing adjectives right, right. out there. No, no, what I'm saying is, I'm glad you did your Google. Did. You did your research. Okay. okay. I got my, you know. You got your sources? Yeah. Okay. Got good sources. So gotcha. they was just there chilling and the managers identified them and, you know, said they needed, they needed to be removed. And, well, you know, I think we they were waiting happened. for a friend. Yeah, we were waiting for the friend, and then the manager, you know, noticed them just, you know, chilling there. And then I guess he didn't appreciate it for whatever reason. Y'all do that. Y'all put that up to your own person um, interpretation. But one way or another, we all think that it was some sort of racism implied in that. Wait, so. so they got arrested for just sitting in the Starbucks well, so, waiting. Or? So the way I think the story went okay. was they were okay. sitting in the in the Starbucks waiting for a friend that was coming, um, you know, later. And so then one of them, I believe, I don't know if they asked to use the bathroom or something like that but I, I think the you know manager said you guys need to buy something or leave the yes, store yes. and then they released the 911 call actually today and on the call the manager was saying these gentlemen are she called them gentlemen but these guys are in my store they're refusing to buy anything I told them to buy something or leave and they're refusing to leave can you please send like a, an officer there and then the cops you know complied and then sent officers down there to arrest the gentleman. Another story I heard about it too was that he when he asked to use the bathroom he said you gotta buy something the there was a young gentleman who was actually coming out of the men's room that's a different story so 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 what's the protocol i mean can you just be staying in a place of a starbucks i haven't i don't go to starbucks i don't so, drink coffee so so the way i see obviously there are different uh protocol for each sort of it's a franchise so each store across the you know world is going to have different rules and, and things like that uh the, i guess the protocol for this particular one they felt it needed to be escalated all the way to calling the police 
but I know personally I've been in Starbucks just with some some friends hanging out or even just going to get some food and I see people just on their laptops it doesn't look like they purchased a beverage or, or any type of drinks or anything like that and just sort of writing or, or chilling because a lot of people go there just to use the free Wi-Fi and things like that or just as a, a meeting place or a place to write and things like that so I mean from my perspective it does seem racially motivated uh, just because I don't think any other customer that you know if they were white or they looked quote-unquote like non-threatening they would have called the police on them I think it's because these guys I mean one of them had a Sunni beard in Philly they, they look like tall black gentlemen in some uh, athletic leisure clothes I mean they felt like oh, they, these guys caused a threat or they're doing something shady and then they call the police. I don't, I don't see anybody, if a white person or a man or woman was in that store and just, you know, on their laptop waiting, saying they're waiting for a friend. I don't think they would call the police or get the authorities involved. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's, again, you know, it's, it's coming to the light a little bit more, but call a spade a spade, man. People are scared of people of color and, you know, they use color as like a, as a weapon. You know, I think they're threatened. I don't know what the reason is for that, but I think right now is black man, you know, in the store, not buying anything. And for us, we look at that black man, that's another gentleman. Right, you know, just but, you know, to another person, you know, they see a guy in big in stature, just a black guy, just feel threatened and feel like, hey, we don't want to get involved with this guy. Let's call the cops, man. That's, that's bananas, man. That's real crazy. Like, real crazy. It, it's I don't so want to turn up, but <laughs> it's so unfortunate because all right, you can have like whatever biases you feel against me, but then when it comes to actually actions involved, like things that could affect my livelihood, I, I'm glad that this was recorded and it became such a big story because those men actually weren't charged with anything. Right. Uh, the, uh, the charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. They were saying, right. but imagine that this hadn't been caught on camera. And those guys got booked and then they got, you know, put in there some drummed up charge on for like trespassing. Now they're in the system. Now, now you got to say you, you got a misdemeanor or a felony or something like that. Now that's affecting you being able to get a job. Like that's so yeah. crazy off of somebody's inherent racial bias right. that's being able to impact me. Like that that's the definition of racism, basically being able to affect another person or, or put an undue burden on a person because of their color. And it's just like any time I feel like oh like in any type of situation like that where a white person feels at the least bit threatened or the least bit challenged on something that they have set in place, for example, like this whole alleged rule that they had. If you present you normally even if you present somebody a case where like, okay, you gotta buy something. Again, if a white person probably would have said, No, I don't think I'm I'm gonna do that if I said, okay, I understand, maybe or something like that, has some flexibility, but because you're a black person, it's like, no, we're checking it down because we don't know where it's going to go with you. I feel like that's the, I feel like that's just the mindset that they have in these type of situations that come up. Then even to that point, like, I just wanted to commend those men because they look so calm in yep. the presence of being sort of escorted out, out of there. Like, imagine your mom seeing that on TV or something like that. Like, I commend them on their calmness and, and dealing with the police, and it's a shame that we should have to be trained on how to deal with the police even though that's such a high-pressure situation because it could really cost you your life. I saw something on Twitter the other day where a white dude was, like, legit squaring up with a cop and then, like, tripped him and, like, took him down and stuff. But they peacefully restrained him. Yeah. But then when it comes to us, we could even look like we have something. We could have a cell phone in our hand and still get shot down in the street. So, yeah, I mean, it's a horrible double standard. I just commend those men for being able to deal with it with the honor and grace that they did. You know, I hope this sheds a light on it. Yeah, and last thing I saw, so I heard they are firing or shutting down some of those Starbuckses that have uh, 
racial training or some type of training they call it, mm-hmm. which is good. I'm glad Starbucks is taking a stand for that. No doubt. Hey, because people will take their business to Dunkin' real quick. <laughs> um, and then I just want to say the other thing that I saw about a cop, just quick opinions on this real quick about how they're going to be doing like police training uh-huh. about black culture and stuff. They're going to be like taking courses to learn about, you know, African-American right. history You're and culture. Yeah. Like, to learn that. about that. What are your quick thoughts? Like, just real quick on that. That's crazy. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know if you learn that from a textbook. I think mm. you learn that from being ingrained in your community and community policing, people that are actually of the community and, and know the everyday struggles of these people. The I, I think a big issue is these people that are policing these communities live 30, 40 minutes outside of it. And then when they come into it, then they scared and then they react in a way that causes some harm because they, they're frightened. And then whenever you say, oh, I thought my life was in danger, then that's just okay. Well, if somebody was in that community, the way that you learn is by interacting with the people on the day-to-day. If you don't live there, you're not going to know their struggles or how they feel about it. So I don't think that's something that you could learn in a textbook by taking a black human studies course or anything like that. You're not going to go through your head and say, oh, well, you know, the book said this situation, like the book referenced something historically that happened. That's not going to go through your head when a real situation happens at all. So I agree with that. Um, uh, so uh, with that being said, you know, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to uh, jump back into our uh, main topic for the day. Even if she go away, 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 I'm a classic man. You can be me when you look this clean, I'm a classic man. on and now see y'all that we're going to add a segment to our show where we're going to talk about some you know tips to use in the workplace you know uh kind of gearing you to expanding your level of professionalism you know wherever that may be also you know just some tips for financial knowledge just adding to you guys uh daily routines and changing your mindsets from that perspective that being said our topic this week when it comes to uh professionalism professionalism in the workplace is going to be microaggression. Now, for y'all that don't know what that term means, I'm going to pass it to my boy White over here. He's going to explain to y'all what exactly that term means. Microaggression. Per Webster's Dictionary, microaggression is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instant of direct, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group such as racial or ethnic minority. Uh, So that's the definition of microaggression. It happens all the time in the workplace. Again, it's just something that someone may have said that they think it's unintentional, that's harmless, but the other person may take it in a, in a different way. Uh, example, at the workplace, people can be like, hey, how you doing? How you doing to everybody? And then they come up to me and they're like, yo, what up? What up? Changing their voice and just saying, yo. To them, they just think that's their way of just saying what up to somebody and hi. But to me, it's like, why are you just yoing me when you just said hi and hello or professional to everybody else? So that's like an example of a microaggression. Um, Another example that just happened today, again, somebody of a Hispanic descent, descent, excuse me, thank you. (laughs) We're trying to be all professional and stuff, and I can't even say those words. Apologize. But uh, yeah, Hispanic, and um, he said his name with a little accent. Yo, hey, Carlito, what up? 
And I was like, yo, he wow. And, you know, the, the other dude, he said, what up? And cool. But I don't know what he's feeling on the inside. Because, you know, that's, in my opinion, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, he did not just do that. And the kicker is there, like, sometimes they'll do it thinking that you're establishing a closer connection. Or, like, that's, like, going to make y'all cool. But right. it's I like, agree. yo, you're yeah. kind of, like, alienating me. Why are you singling me out right. and saying hi to me in a different manner than you would anybody else? That just kind of, like, makes me feel other. Or, like, in a way that you don't see me, like, the way that you see everybody. Else. It should feel like an outcast, you know, and another point to that too is like when you say certain stuff like that, it might evoke, you know, certain memories or certain thoughts that people have when people have talked to them in that way, you know, that you would have never known if you kind of just do it from a, like I said, a racial or ethnic background, you right. know, where you're coming at it. Right. So the way I want to go with this topic is I want to see if we can like all go around the room. If y'all ever experienced like microaggression, you know, talk about it. And then what we can do afterward is kind of like just give like tips and different things of how y'all overcome it or just what advice y'all would give people how to move forward or not let it bother you, whatever the case may be. No doubt. One experience that I had really kind of pertained to sort of pop culture in a way. So at the office, typically you have sort of some water cooler commentary and people are talking about, you know, shows they watched or movies that they seen or anything like that. So, you know, I was having a particular conversation in a group, but then somebody brings up, I think it was like Weekend at Bernie's or something like that, or My Cousin Vinny, which I guess is a popular movie. I couldn't tell you. I've never seen it. Where's it popular? I've seen it like flicking through Comedy Central sometimes, but so My Cousin Vinny. Boom. So, you know, to, to them or to like the dominant culture, they're like, oh, what, like you've never seen my cousin Vinny. Like it's a classic. Like, how have you not seen that? Like, that's so crazy. Like, you, are you kidding me? Like, I'm sure you've seen it or something like that. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I haven't. And, and they be making certain references and things like that. In, in, in a way, it sort of makes you feel other or like, you know, oh, if you haven't seen this, like, you're crazy. Like, you're not up on my culture. But if I was to bring up a movie or reference from our culture, like, you know, like Tom from the Boondocks dancing the Usher in the Rain, I'm sure like a lot of black people would get it or Friday or, or yeah, some, Friday, some yeah. you know, some films in, in pop culture that we know. <laughs> All a classic, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> When he was he was legit Yo. dancing to let it burn like that Gotta was just let it burn. <laughs> oh, please don't ever sing again. Okay, whatever, man. I, I had to, to I had to put somebody at my job at my department on Friday. Like I let them. Mm. I was mentioned, but I made a reference because she had said something that was in the movie, mm. and I said something there, and she was like, "No, no, I never seen it." And she was actually, "Yo, I want to see it now. Give me like, let me see it." That was like complete opposite. I expected her to be like, "Nah, like you know, I'm, I'm okay." But, but yeah, yeah. And, and in a way, it's just like, oh, it, it almost makes you feel like. Oh, our culture isn't as valued or isn't as important because they feel like we sh we got to know all of their stuff, right. but they don't really have to know anything about our stuff. Like, right. you know, if I brought up a reference from, from Martin yeah. or, or I was like, oh, you never saw that episode of Martin? Like, that's crazy. Like, how, how could you even like, I, like, do you even watch TV? Like, are you even up on like what's going on? So in that type of way, it, you know, you kind of, it's, it's subtle, but it, it's just another way of sort of letting you know that you're in other and sort of dominant sort of white space. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, mine, mine is kind of like, kinda, I guess, similar to what Dwight had brought up. Like, this, you know, one guy, you know, where I'm at. And one day, I, we were all at his desk and we were helping him out with something. It was me and like three other of my colleagues who I will say are, are white. I'll put that out there. And when everybody was leaving, he was just, you know, going around, you know, said, he said, thanks, bro. You know, thanks, bro, to the other dudes. And then he's like, yo, thanks, homie. And then he kind of gave me like the, like a pen. Wait, how we oh. say? How we say? He said, thanks, homie. Like, I was yeah. like, oh. And he gave me like, the, I mean, he was, he was dabbing. He was like doing like, you know, like a dab of everybody else. But 
I, I was just like, I mean, I don't know why you had to say homie, like, to me, like, you know, like, it was, <laughs> I mean... You ain't his homie? I'm not. I mean, it was, I, didn't take, <laughs> I didn't take no offense to it, really, in my particular situation. It wasn't like, you know, I, like, I mean, I'm like one of those people at, at the workplace, I will say, like, there's some, I, I take more offense to you talking about my work than you talking about, than you mentioned something, because in the workplace, for me, like... I'm always mentality like, yo, I'm going to do all my work elite so that you ain't got nothing really you can say about me or say to me sure. from that perspective. So I, I get more offended off of that than you saying something small like that. But that was, again, like an example where it seemed like it was just like, a, again, a little subtle something. It was like, you know, meant to be harmless, mm-hmm. but it really kind of, you know, could have went another direction if it was somebody else. That's why, again, the scary thing is you just never know what buttons, you know, certain things are, things you say are going to affect people. For sure. Yeah, that, you already gave us a couple. Yeah, of but it is that that would be worse with um you giving people professional handshake, but they try to really lean in like they right, bro. Like, yeah, 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 oh, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know you. I swear <laughs> I don't know you, yo. Like, uh, and it's just like they can't be serious. I really feel like they're like this. They can't be serious, but they be dead serious trying to dap us and stuff. Like, no, yeah, I would even dap my like my boy. Like when I see Kyle, it's all professional like handshakes Trinity. in the workplace. Right. I ain't gonna be like, yo, what up, bro, and try to give yeah. him a little tug in, you know, <laughs> hug and. And I think the, 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 the motivation is kind of like what Kyle said. Like, I, I honestly think that it's like it's a way for them to feel like they're getting closer with you, I as opposed, to, you know, what they saying? don't understand what they don't. Yeah, it, 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 what you said though kind of made me laugh because it reminded me. Of like the Obama when he was, it was like, yes, yo, yo, exactly. And that's funny. When uh, that's not even the Key and Peele sketch, but <laughs> in real life, yes. when they was going through the, it was, I think it was Team USA yes. for basketball, he was, you know, professional handshake, you know, one pump to all of the other coaches. Coach K, coach. he got a KD, you know, it gave him the <laughs> whole six, six figure, you know, dab gave him the, the whole nine. Yeah. Like, he's really locked up. <laughs> that Key and Peele phone was funny though. <laughs> Bring it in. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we, we all we got. We all we got. <laughs> you and you know that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yo, that joint had me cracking up. Like, oh boy, it felt really funny. But so, yeah, oh, but I was gonna like say, I kind of, I guess we we're on the same page. It was gonna be like, so best way to respond to stuff like that. Like, let's say it is something that kind of like for y'all out there that maybe some things like that do really kind of go beyond, you know, what the intention is exactly, what, what microaggression is. Like, how would you guys react to that, or what if you really took it to that extent? Like, what's the best way to respond to it? I would say. I think it's maybe two ways you can mm-hmm. deal with it. Me, those certain things, they kind of don't bother me. Like, it's right. just water off a duck's back. Exactly. If anything, exactly. I'll talk about that stuff to you guys and to my friends afterward. Like, you won't believe what Bill just did. You won't believe what Ted just said to me at the office today. Ted. And then just keep it pushing because at, at the end of the day, I'm there to work. I'm, I'm there to get in, get out, and do my thing and excel at the highest level. But if it is a something that bothers you, rather than sort of make a snide remark or like get really up in arms about it, just say, hey, you know, I'd appreciate if you address me the same way everybody else does. Or, Keep that same energy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that same energy. Right. And I think the best thing is just transparency. If you don't like the way that you're being treated or in a certain manner, you know, speak up about it. Don't just sort of make snide comments or remarks or be like, hmm, you didn't say that to everybody else. Like, you know, be, hey, you know, I prefer if we just kept it real professional or, or just give me it. Or if they try and go in for the like the real super hard that, you know, just give them the straightforward, <laughs> you know, per- perpendicular handshake, you know. But <laughs> What, what do you think? Like, how do you handle no, it? No, no. I, I want to feed off of that as well, saying absolutely that's the way. I probably I would go about it as well. Or if you're going to really try to talk to them about it, pull them aside. 
don't do it in front of a lot of people and try to embarrass him. Right. Oh, yeah. That's um, I think I that's very that. professional as well. Just be, hey, Bill. No. <laughs> Why y'all naming white presidents, bro? He, you said Bill you and said then Ted. You said, you said Bill and then Ted. What, what, what president? Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not up on my history. Look, Brandon was in history. Look, John Doden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's the name you be, put, when you be putting on the, when you go to restaurants? You be putting your name? What you name? You, what you be saying? Um, you put John. Don't, John Smith is my name. <laughs> That's the name I go by. Anytime they want to put my, you know, I need to give a name, John Smith. Please don't use that, guys. Um, that's a real somebody's name, probably. Um, but no, um, I think, Kyle, you hit all the points on it. Again, if you feel like it's an issue for you and you feel offended or you're taking offense, please don't feel like you have to keep quiet about it. Um, there's again, it's in the, in the workplace, it's still a safe environment where you should be able to talk to that person. Hey, if you need to call HR, if you feel like it's an HR thing, they always have like a hotline number that you can call at your workplace. You should always get that number as well to help, you know, and they'll, they'll even coach you how to go through that. So that's another avenue to go. Indeed. Yeah. Um, you know, it may, it doesn't bother me to a, a certain extent. It may be days where I have like a, I don't really want to be bothered type things and, and they do something like that. Then I'm going to have to like, yo, hey, I may check them and call them on it, but I don't really get mad or get annoyed by things. Again, I just like to joke around with you guys. Like, guess what John did today, yo? <laughs> like, you wouldn't believe what this man just did. This man really just trying to come in for a pound and called me homie or something. Right. This man really, you know, was shocked that I didn't know when watch Sopranos and said that <laughs> yeah. I didn't know movies. Yeah. You know, like, look, Sopranos cool and all. Hey, bro. But, that's what you do. I mean, look, that's what you do in your spare time. I do what I do. So, I mean, you know, and I think to touch on the point with uh, making sure you're in close connection, understanding like your uh, HR policies, because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if it's really, if it's really to that point, you know, you got to make it known one way or another. And if it's affecting you, that's the right way to go about it. Definitely. So make sure you up on that, you know, wherever y'all are working at. And also another thing, it might not be necessarily certain media that you don't know. It might be they want to talk to you about something they think you should know. Right. Mm. Like, like when um, what was it? When Empire first came out and it was jumping, that was people's first thing to like talk to you about. Like, yeah, have you seen Empire? Cookie Lion is just amazing. Cookie like, Lion. Taraji P is phenomenal. What What if I never saw Empire? Yeah. Like, you just making an assumption, but you know. <laughs> I mean, they might want to just they, talk Exactly. They might, you know, but you know, you know why they ask. <laughs> you, you cut it out. <laughs> it's like in Get Out, where there was that scene where he was at the, the, the that parents' was house. Oh, I voted for Barack. Yeah. I would have voted for him a third yeah. time if I could. Or, you know, I played with Tiger. Yeah. Like, what had nothing to do with yeah, nothing. Nobody like, was talking about golf, bro. <laughs> but, you know, they, they want to make it known. Oh man, LeBron yeah. out here wow. The, <laughs> the uh, tie-in again. I, I think back to the irony of it is the tie-in. You know, you're trying to get that person. To, you're trying to fit in so much with that person that you offend them that way. It's crazy how that could happen. But anything is possible, you know. And this whole term, I am actually just brand new to myself, you know. So again, you know, just be mindful of these things when you guys are out, you know, doing whatever you guys are doing in the workplace. But we're gonna again go on another break real quick, and we're gonna come back talk about another topic too, where we go from there.
And we're back, we're back. It's the Yuppie Noir Podcast. Just to kind of round things out, we're going to touch on some sports right now. Again, hot topic right now in the sports world is uh, the NBA playoffs going on right now. You know, we touched on some uh, matchups last week. You know, we saw some things happen this weekend and a little bit throughout the week right now. What are some matchups y'all looking at right now that y'all like? Y'all liking? I mean, obviously the preeminent one that's got my attention and Dwight's attention is this Sixers Heat um, a matchup. That 1-1, one, one, boy. 1-1. You know, one, one. Dwayne Wade definitely got in his bag. Bag season. Charles Gav. GQ. He turned back the sands of time a little bit, which was impressive. He, he really worked that mid-range game. And Kevin Hart really turned it into Spike Lee. He better not, don't Spike Lee yourself. We don't need Reggie Miller. We don't need Dwayne Wade being Reggie Miller doing the choke signal and all of that. You saw what he did when he looked at the dude? Yeah, he looked at him. And then AI was core side too. Yeah. Just some, some Philadelphia legends in the house. But I got faith in my boys that we're going to right the ship. I think I really like what the Heat did defensively. They really just turned up the pressure, and they were like, all right, Ben, you're going to have to beat us scoring because the way that the Sixers were able to really win that first game was just Ben was just facilitating. He was drawing a lot of attention, but he was able to get dimes to other people, and he was also hitting shots too. But they was really picking him up at half court, um, not taking away his airspace, and just being a more physical team. So we did get a little bit bullied, but we're going to come back. We're going to make the adjustments. What's that term you use? Bully season? Yeah, yeah I, never, I don't know if I've said it. You said that, bro? You never use bully? You never use bully season? bully ball, bully uh, season. Uh, bully season, I advise. Mm, playoff Wade in effect. Oh six Wade. Bro, everybody can't have it. Yeah, everybody ain't playoff. Now, playoff Wade is a real thing, but he got these playoff P's. We got playoff Rondo now. Come on, man. Everybody ain't got a playoff form. Like, cut that out. <laughs> playoff P's catchy, bro. Catchy. Catchy sticks. I'll determine if it sticks. Playoff P's. Like I said, is, it's catchy because it's got um, what's that alliteration? Yeah, on, man. Cut that exactly. Out. That's you know the term. It's I'm cute. glad you knew that. Well, because PG 13 ain't working. What you mean it's not working? Oh, he got man. his own kick. You see the kicks? You see him on the Gatorade commercials? And PlayStation kicks was fired. Ex- on. Thank you. Fun. Yeah, he PG 13 because he's for the little kids, man. He exactly. Him, man. Exactly. Anyway, soft. anyway. but mm. no, nah, man, that's the series I'm I looking for most to see right now. Uh, every other series right now, maybe the Jazz. Thunder, just because Brandon's a Thunder fan, and I, it looks like Donovan Mitchell and, and they're they going back and forth with each other and Westbrook and all of them. I would say even don't sleep on that Houston Timberwolves series. Mm. I mean, Harden had to put up 44 for and was really three. getting busy, yeah. and they still, it was a close game. So well, Cat, Cat only had eight, too. Right. So yeah. And Jimmy Buckets, he's going to get in his bag, you know. So that one might be something to watch, too. But hopefully, I, I, I really want somebody to knock off the Warriors. Because I just think they too lackadaisical. They like, you know, they got mad guys hurt. They vulnerable right now. And everybody before the season started was like, oh, it's not going to be fun. They're just going to walk through the whole season. So, you know, hopefully they get taken out soon. But they're blowing teams out without Curry. It's the Spurs it's, without Kawhi. So what are we talking about? The pledge. But... It's a line from a Drake song. Cut it out. But um, damn, you got me flustered. <laughs> no, but um, but I think this is the best playoffs been in a while. As far as like, you look at the Raptors Wizards like series. Like you know, even though the Wizards hasn't won yet, but just the, the games are closer. The Rockets, like you said, that Timberwolves game close, close game. Night, yeah, I mean they, they blew it out. They blew yeah. They, that was on. Listen now, but I think it is parody though because like now, I mean, I think especially in the East, I'm not saying that LeBron's a clear cut. Guaranteed to go to the finals, in my opinion. 
I Absolutely mean, not. So it's like I think that for the East is something that they ain't had in a while because past three, uh, two, three years, you're like, all right, we know who's going to go to the finals, you know. Big fact. So, you know, I think in the East that gives it a little parity. And I mean, in the West, I mean, the Warriors are looking dominant, but I'd rather see them play against the next round. I want to see what they're going to do next round against like somebody that's really kind of in their uh, realm, so to speak. But right now, it's looking like it's going to be the Pelicans. Yo, can the Pelicans give the Warriors some run? AD is. Anthony Davis yeah. is hooping, and Rondo, the two of them, they really, you know, Make beautiful music. And and the answer is no. They can't. <laughs> so, so so what answer do the Warriors have for Anthony Davis and Rondo though? Rondo? I, Who? Let's talk for real. What did CJ, what's CJ uh, say? Oh, come on, man. Don't disrespect. <laughs> and, and you got Drew Holiday playing well too. Come on, cut the, but who who can guard Anthony Davis? See, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't got an answer for me. They don't have an answer for Anthony. Anthony Davis is going to have to get buckets. But again, sure. this is the first time I think he's been in the playoffs. No, he was in the playoffs. He lost to the Warriors first round a couple and, years ago. And they, did they get swept? Yes, but okay. AD was wild. AD was wild. But oh, they, so he was still wild yes. and got swept. Right? Yeah, yeah, but so he got that. He had to get that one out of his system. That was the first playoff. You know what I'm saying? Now he, he back and ready to compete. So. And they said he he thrived under pressure. I think right that now. one could go six, seven games. I can see them pushing them seven. Yeah, you say that now until the Warriors come out and start sweeping again. But how about your boy Drew Bledsoe? You know, oh, that was <laughs> the QB. So, 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 what do you think about that controversy? It's, it's not controversy. It's at, just like he's kicking his ass. Like, you know, everything. Like, excuse my language, oh, bro, but like Chuck you said, you can't you talk. Know. You can't talk smack. Like, oh, I don't know who that is, and he was really just dogging, dogging you. Yeah. It be no name dudes that dog. I still don't know who they are. Come on, if, if he, he do, two if games, dogging you directly, and made though. you go in a circle, you better spin you, cycle. You better find out who he is. Okay. You right? No, no, he kicking. Put him in the blender. And that, that, to be honest, hopefully this that series get a little more inter- uh, interesting when yeah. the Bucks get back at home. That's quite. It's over the problem them. with the Bucks is they don't have a good half court offense. It's literally if Giannis not coming down court, it's just like they don't they don't get a bucket in my opinion because Eric Budso they thought he was going to be the savior. He's not doing nothing. Uh, Jabari really, I haven't heard nothing from. You know, Chris Middleton has been putting up some solid numbers too, but you're going to need more than that to beat the Celtics. I believe it's four, they, just two back-to-back games. They have uh, four dudes in double figures, you know, so that's it's more spread out. And, and then with this Cavs series, we're watching the Cavs and Braun uh, take on the Pacers right now. He really in his bag, had 20 points in the first quarter. So we're watching that as we speak, as we record this on uh, Wednesday evening, but you know, I, I think they're going to kind of get through this series. I don't think LeBron and the Cavs have what it takes to win a championship this year. Just because if you're struggling with the Pacers, you anybody coming out of the West, you're not messing with them. So, I think it's really I think it's quiet for them in terms of that. They might still come out of the East. They're going to have to get past the, the Sixers, of course. You don't think about you play to the level of your competition? Um, no, I, I think they this year his supporting cast is really weak. They don't have his, his supporting cast hasn't been this weak in a long time. You don't think this is more in in a uh, more in depth team than it is before? But uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> We're back. We had to attend to something real quick in, in the studio. You know, <laughs> but, real life situation came up. <laughs> But we were talking about the Cavs. You're saying, you're saying that he don't weakest, got a supporting cast. He's his weakest cast yeah. uh, in a while. And I, I just don't think this team is really worthy of, of a championship run. Um, it, it's almost, you know, reminiscent of those years where he was dragging, you know, Booby Gibson and a lot of other bums to the finals and then just not being able to get over that hump. I think this team is better. The supporting cast is better than that. Sure. But, I, but I think that the fact of the matter is that they don't have playoff experience. Like, Jordan Clarkson ain't never been in the playoffs playing right. for the Lakers. Larry Nance ain't never been in the playoffs. 
like these aren't guys. Like he used but to no, have Kyrie and, and Kevin Love but that's as, it. His, as his quarterback. But he had Richard Jefferson and Shannon Fry. Sure, but guys that were role players that could shoot. These other guys, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, I don't know that he's a knockdown shooter. JR is not playing as, to the level of competition that, that he has in the past. Like, who are the guys that we really have? Larry Nance, is he going to step up? Yeah. You got Tristan Roddy Thompson Wood. with his baby mama drama. Mm-hmm. He's not playing. So you got a lot of people that were cru- crucial factors in those championship runs that aren't able to contribute like they used to. I'll take Larry Nance over Tristan Thompson. They don't even play. Are, do they play the same position like that? They do. Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. I'll take a Jordan Clarkson over Richard Jefferson. Or Roddy Hood over Richard Jefferson. You just name a name. Like, no, 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 I think no. it's Violet. Uh, the only person that. And did. why would you take Larry Nance over Tristan Thompson? Tristan Thompson was doing dirty work that Larry Nance is currently isn't getting done. Tristan Thompson was really getting boards and offensive rebounds, which amount to additional possessions in a game. Larry Nance Jr. not doing that. Sure, you're right. I mean, I think Larry Nance has playing. a lot of energy. I think he's like the the Tristan. Remember when Tristan like came out of Waterworks and really kind of was really doing his thing back what was it 2016 or 15? I think this is what that Larry Nance could do that. He has I potential. I just don't see him impacting the game in my opinion. Well, what I'm saying, well, why not? He's a hustle player. He gets you it's rebounds. not why not. I, the results ain't speak for themselves. They're not on the court. I mean, he has the potential to do it. Anybody has potential to do anything. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing on the film, and it ain't it. True. Uh, one thing I did want to add, I just wanted to shout out the Greenhouse Podcast with AJ and Sharik. They doing big things over there. I miss um, one person, by the way. Just want to throw it in there. <laughs> we just, didn't we say we wasn't, you wasn't going to be shaped, man? You, you no, that's what I'm just saying. Okay, it's just for steam, man. It's just for steam, man. No, we, well, we don't want no sauce. Nah, I know, I don't no know. Po- it's, no all, it's all beat. friendly. It's all friendly. I'm good. <laughs> you, I, I knew you couldn't hold back, Brandon. I know it. But I'm fine, though. I said it with a very, very positive tone. You are a clown. <laughs> it's nah. no harm, no foul, bro. It's, like, it's that, all love. They know homies for real, for real, though, man. Yo, I get on LinkedIn in the podcast and then what we send out so big to them please go listen to them we'll post a link uh, in the description as well but um yo they again support you know you got to support each other you know absolutely. uplift one another absolutely. So. absolutely and to that point i heard it was something about um from Issa ray in an interview she did about networking horizontally or networking across you don't always got to network up at people that's doing better than you or higher than you Network across with people that are your contemporaries or your colleagues and say, hey, can we link? Can we do like a joint podcast or something like that? Or, you know, and that's the way that you build each other up. And then everybody's sort of coming up through that. So I just wanted to sort of impart that to you. Does anybody got any closing inspirational? You always come with two of the quotes. Well, that's your thing. I didn't want to step on no toes. So what you got for us? Um, I had one. I know what it is. You want me to say it for you? Yeah, say it for me. Say what I was going to say. Damn. A lot of pressure. (laughs) Um, <laughs> oh man! Order, it's something about leaving the show. It, yes, 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 yes. Just go look at your. Twitter but I changed right it already. It's oh, like, you are cl- you are heard. So, anyway, I, I, was like, I got one. So okay, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whenever you think of something that is too daunting or your end goal is out of reach, just take that one step. It, it could be a small thing. Like if you you want to write a screenplay, just write one page today. You know what I'm saying? Just take the first step to your 1,000 mile journey. I guarantee you'll thank yourself later for it. Yeah, and then, then I got I got the quote. All right, I'm let's gonna go. end it uh, off. Right. Let's talk about it. Man cannot discover new oceans unless he has the courage to lose sight of the shore. <sighs> <laughs> Drop the bomb. Just, yeah, I'm going to leave it on that, though, man. God That's bless. Right. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. This was episode three of the Yuppie Noir podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah.